Hello and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin and I'm joined this time by my sister, co-host, and long-suffering best friend, Monica. Hi, what's up? This week we are taking a look at Sarah Silverman's 2023 special, Someone You Love, which is available on HBO Max. But before we get into that, Monica, what is your latest hyperfixation? So, I do this thing where I see a piece of media and I have to know everything about it, especially if it's, like, historical in any way. Okay. So, for my birthday, we went to go see Six. How was it? I don't think I asked. First of all, it was fucking incredible. Amazing show. But more importantly, I had to sit there and then I had to compulsively i had to sit down and read the wikipedia article for every single one of king henry VIII's six wives <laughs> as well as king henry himself and hans holbein mm-hmm. but that was not enough not enough so i had to um read all about the tudor dynasty and then uh, we get to at some point we get to the windsor dynasty and i'm like oh and i start watching the crown <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why I'm like this, because... I, I think there's a very good reason why you're like this. Uh, potentially two good reasons you're like this. I'm just saying that it's really fucked up, because every single episode of The Crown that I watch, I sit there like, I'm so bored right now. <laughs> but I'm on fucking season four. <laughs> I can't stop watching it. So somehow it's got you hooked. I just... I don't know if it's like, oh, I'm learning facts about the British monarchy. I don't give a fuck about the British monarchy. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, you know, I I know a little bit about the British monarchy, specifically the second English Civil War and the end of Charles I's reign. But that's because I was in a show in high school that I really, really liked being in that was about that. You have a reason. You did your, like, dramaturgy. Yeah, exactly. I did my research and shit. I don't... I'm just, like, walking around with the knowledge, like, yeah, you know what? Um. That, that show, actually, as I've developed since high school, as I've matured, and as I've grown and honestly gone farther and farther to the left politically, that show is actually kind of really nightmarish. Originally, I was on my character, Oliver Cromwell's side. Because he's like, it was like, you know, the king, they, they put the king on trial because he's a tyrant and everything. And then I realized, oh, wait, Oliver Cromwell and his ilk were all Puritans. Like, all of them were hardcore Puritans. Yeah, dude. And, and then I was, like, doing a little bit of reading on something unrelated. And someone was like, so wait, Americans are told that the Puritans were oppressed? And they were like, yeah, and yeah, no, in England, we're like, they were r- crazy religious extremists that made everything terrible. They shut down Christmas. They shut down theaters. Shit like that. So, needless to say, my opinion, that, that show was already pretty morally gray, but my opinion has gotten even more gray ever since I realized that. I just love being able to, like, spout random facts at, like, a party and be like, hey, um, did you know that... Prince Philip and Queen Elizabeth were third cousins. I mean, that's extremely common back then. Uh, Even more common. Back then? (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Like the queen that just died. Oh, that Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, no. I mean, it is back then. She and her husband were third cousins. They were related by Queen Victoria. 
Wow. Anyway, how about some context? So, Sarah Kate Silverman is an American stand-up comedian, actress, and writer. She first rose to prominence for her brief stint as a writer and cast member on Saturday Night Live during its 19th season between 1993 and 1994. She then started and produced the Sarah Silverman program, which ran from 2007 to 2010 on Comedy Central. For her work on the program, she was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. She's been in a bunch of stuff since then. Notably, for my growing up, she was Vanellope Von Schweetz in Wreck-It Ralph, which is a fucking fantastic movie. She released an autobiography in 2010, which was adapted into an off-Broadway musical in 2022. I won't go into it, but she does have a Wikipedia section that just says controversies, which is part of what she's famous for. She's always been a bit more of a, of a shocking kind of boundary-pushing comedy. So she's had six filmed comedy specials. I can't seem to see if, if there are any albums, but in two, her first one was in 2005, Jesus is Magic. Then she had two more, one in 2013 and one in 2017, and then one in 2023, which we just watched. So, what did you think? I don't know if you could tell, but I was really bored. <laughs> I could kind of tell. And I was really trying to give her the benefit of the doubt there because I do love some of the other things that I've seen her do. Mm-hmm. But I was so bored. Yeah, I, well, I, didn't, I don't think I found this one as boring as you did, but I didn't love it. I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't really think it was that good either. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't think it was terrible. I just, it, I wasn't enjoying it. And that could be a me thing. Or that could be a special thing. I just, nothing was really making me laugh. Yeah, I mean, I got a couple of, like, decent chuckles at the beginning and then an occasional dry chuckle here and there. It was, like, mostly entertaining. It didn't really, you know, did, and, and, you know, we were talking even the last time you were on two weeks ago about not everything needs to be this, like, big, wow, earth-shaking kind of thing. It can just be solid. And, like, I don't know, this wasn't that... This wasn't that entertaining overall. No, I think that it was that like pre-show kind of bit that happened was really cute and I loved Mm -hmm. it and it never got any better. Yeah, she had her, uh, she was like, oh, your nanny's here with the triplets and her triplets were like just a normal little girl, a little boy with a full beard dressed as a Hasidic Jewish person and then an adult man. And that was the biggest laugh for me, that because the <laughs> the little boy came up and was like, "You are a disgrace to my people." But yeah, it, it, I, I had a couple other laughs, but nothing, nothing particularly memorable. A few questionable things, but that's also kind of what she's known for. Yeah, that's like her thing, and I didn't find anything particularly offensive she very much stayed in her own lane Mm -hmm. i just don't think that anything that she said was particularly new Mm -hmm. and the thing is like doing edgy comedy like that a she should not be punching down and she's definitely not doing that but the other rule is it better be funny enough yeah to make the discomfort worth it Mm -hmm. it better be either funny or i'll even take informative or perspective shifting 
Right. But it was none of those things. Right. I didn't really hear anything that was new. Like, she kind of had... I, I will say, you know, we talk a lot about how shock comedy should be done and how the shocking thing should be the setup. And to her credit, the shocking thing was the setup. Like, she had a, a whole bit about, like, the Catholic Church and the Boy Scouts being pretty much factories for child molestation. And there wasn't really anything new about it. It wasn't, like, safe, per se, but there wasn't anything, like, illuminating or unique from her perspective. Yeah, which, when you're an observational comic, what I'm kind of looking for is a fresh take. I don't know, maybe it's because she's been at it a long time and people have kind of been influenced by her. But for my tastes in observational comedy, I don't think she's weird enough. I agree. I think she, and like, you know, she's always been boundary pushing, and I'm not saying she's never been funny, quite the opposite. Like you said, there's been some other shit that I've seen her in that she's fucking astoundingly funny in, but I don't think she had the weird edge that you need for like really good observational comedy, or she wasn't deadpan enough like Tig Notaro, who is like queen of deadpan. And she she does have a, a, a deadpan and dry kind of humor to her, but I think that, again, also needs to be balanced with just being a fucking weirdo. I agree. And I will say this much. I will give her this. I adore every time that she finds herself doing something awkward or unnatural with her body and addresses it and makes a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's adorable. Yeah, no, it was. A, and that's, you know, I can't bring myself to, like, hate this special because Sarah Silverman is extremely charming. You know, her it might not be the most engaging or engrossing comedy I, I've ever in, encountered, but she is charming. She's had like a twenty-something year career at this, or a thirty-year career at this point. So, like, she clearly has something going for her. I just think maybe this one was a fluke. Maybe yeah. this one just fell flat. Yeah, you know, I think it might be how, or it might be similar to. You know, when your brother was on with Holden and I and we did Carlin and we were like, maybe it was just this one. It, I, I'm not saying that Carlin is a bad comedian or saying that Sarah Silverman is a bad comedian. It's just that this one specifically wasn't that great. With Carlin, it was at, near the end of his career and he was kind of just being a crabby old man. This one, she just didn't really seem to have too much interesting to say. Exactly. So with all that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then move on to favorite and least favorite bit. Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. <laughs> My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. And we're back. Girl, is that a 9-11 in your pocket? Or is your penis just two of them and exploding? Uh. (laughs) 
now we're back. <laughs> One regrettable thing about this being a podcast is that you can't see my reaction. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. So, did you have a least favorite bit? I did have a least favorite bit. I think the church jokes were tired. Yeah. Not because she's wrong, because she's not wrong. Yeah. But I just was like, I felt like I was watching every other amateur comedian. And I know that Sarah Silverman is better than that. I don't know. I just feel like I feel like I could like sit here right now and do a better church bit than that. I don't know. Maybe it's because you actually have some history with the Catholic Church that you might be able to. Well, she she did, too. But yours is probably a lot more recent. But yeah, I, I can agree with that. Trust me, I'm all, all about making jokes at the Catholic Church's expense. Absolutely. Oh, I love making fun of the Catholic Church. I, the way that they have fucked so many people up, whether they realize it or not. Uh, anything, anything we can do to take the fucking Catholic Church down a peg. But yeah, this wasn't really anything new. Not really an interesting spin, and it wasn't really particularly funny enough. I just, I feel like I, like, have, like, seen a TikTok or four with that exact take. Yeah, pretty much. Did you have a favorite bit? I think the pre-show was my favorite bit. That's fair. I don't know that I had a favorite or a least favorite bit. I, 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 if I had, if I had to pick, I'd say, yeah, probably the child molestation Catholic church thing, which like, I'm not offended by it. I'm, there are good, there are good jokes about that. Oh, absolutely. There are a lot of good jokes about that. I just don't think that it was funny enough to justify the topic. Yeah. And the, and the kind of just discomfort that came with it. I guess my favorite bit might be the, where she was talking about her, her, her kind of like not anti-Semitic jokes, but her jokes about anti-Semitism and her jokes about Hitler. I don't know. I, I'm a big Robert Evans fan, and he's a big fan of Hitler, ironically, because Hitler was also a fucking weird dude. And she was, she was right about Hitler molesting his cousin for years. He also may or may not have murdered her. That tracks. Yeah, there's a two-parter behind the bastards called Hitler's Sex Life, the whole sad story. Hitler also had drug problems. Oh, I did know that. So, Monica, out of ten, drug-addled dictators molesting their cousins. Oof. (laughs) Yeah, that was a bit of a rough one. What would you rank this special? Like a four, five. I'm going to agree. I'm going to give it a four and a half. It wasn't anything special, but I didn't hate it. I wasn't as bored as you are, or as you were. I think Sarah Silverman's charming. I know she's funny. It's just that this special didn't really work for me. Agreed. I think I'm going to stick with five. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it five because it was not in any way, like, bad. It was it just, just kind of milk good. toast. Just mediocre kind of average. Yeah. And a little disappointing because, like, you know, like we've been saying, we've seen Sarah Silverman be extremely funny in other cases. So, uh, that brings us to the end of this special. But before we go, Monica, what funny this week? So I'm about to leave tomorrow for a vacation with my family. 
and my brother introduced me to this TikTok where this group of friends went uh, on vacation together and they exchanged the most ridiculous, weird-ass phone cases that they could get with each other and they had to use that for the whole vacation. <laughs> so we were like, like me and my three siblings were like, we're doing that, right? Yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> so I spent more hours than I reasonably should have. I know where you're going with this. And I went to Five Below and I got a phone case that looks like a Pop-Tart. And I went home and me and my fiance sat on the couch sewing miniature <laughs> plastic babies in place of the sprinkles. Yeah, and they're like all weird multicolored babies. Like not like some of them have natural skin tones. Others are like literally piss yellow, purple, or like blue. Yeah, it's like kind of rough to look at. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's they're they're just a little off-putting and a little distressing, and it is actually quite funny. I'm really proud of it, and I think that uh, my sister is going to love it. Why did you sew them? Because this, the phone case was made of silicone. Mm-hmm. So if you were to like hot glue them or even like crazy glue them, like it would come apart. It's like too flexible. Mm-hmm. You sew them, those bitches are not coming off. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to the end of yet another episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. We hope you were able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Monica, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Monica underscore and no E underscore H. And next week, I will be back with Joe to talk about Jeff Dunham's special Spark of Insanity. Yeah, Holden has vowed never to. I know last time we did uh, Jeff Dunham, it was you and Holden. And Holden said that he has to be drunk next time, but he's on vacation and still not drinking this summer. So that's going to be interesting for sure. Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening to this pretty bite-sized episode, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye.